is uh, Thursday, the 17th of November 2022. Today, we have a really interesting topic. Um, we're going to be talking about um, funded trader programs. And in this uh, session, we have uh, two uh, traders who have been through those programs. Uh, I want to start by reminding you that uh, derivatives trading is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. But also, in addition to that, I want to emphasize that the opinions shared during this program are those of the person speaking. They don't necessarily represent the opinions of Convergent Trading, myself, or any other officers or members of Convergent Trading. So let's dig through and go through what we're going to be talking about today. So we're going to introduce both CT Jaguar and Brian, and then we're going to talk about, uh, let's see, next one, yeah, the prototypical funded program. We're going to talk about the prototypical prop trading program, just so you can understand the contrast. And then we're going to just spend about three to five minutes talking about the experience that both CT Jaguar and Brian B have had with the funded trader programs. Um, and then we're going to briefly cover the difference between funded programs and prop trading. I think it's important to understand that these programs are not uh, what we would call prop trading programs. Then we're going to talk about the pros and cons of funding through programs. In this, we're going to compare going through a funded trader program versus self-funding. And then the common issues and obstacles. This is a very important slide here in discussion about the common issues and obstacles to watch out for when you're going for a funded trader program. And then we're going to go over some questions. One important thing I want to point out. Unfortunately, uh, I have a circumstance where I have to pick up my 11-month-old uh, and I have to leave mid-broadcast. I found that out this week after we scheduled this. So I'm going to leave it in the trusted hands of both uh, CT Jaguar, also known as Landau, or Landau, also known as CT Jaguar, and Brian, also known as Brian. Um, so we're going to leave it. I'm going to leave you in the middle of it, and uh, they're going to take your questions and handle the rest of it. But let's get going here. Let's bring on both Brian and... CT Jaguar, how are you guys doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? Doing cool. well. Awesome. I want to remind the audience that uh, just go ahead and pop your questions into the live chat on YouTube, and we'll bring those questions up at, uh, at a later point. Um, so uh, let's, let's uh, move on uh, to the next slide. So let's go over the prototypical funded trader program. Landau, do you want to speak about this for, for a minute? Yeah, so this is uh, not reflective of any particular program. This is just a, an example that we made up here. Um, a lot of these programs have a structure of, um, they show you a 25,000, 50,000, 100,000, maybe 200, 250. I've even seen million dollar, quote unquote, buying power accounts out there. Um, they give you a allotment for your size, so up to X amount of contracts. Normally, the number denoted is the number of uh, minis, not micros. So if they offer you three minis, 
uh, you probably get up to 30 micro contracts. There's a profit target, uh, a trailing drawdown. We'll talk more about the trailing drawdown later on because this could be calculated in a few different ways that dramatically affects the uh, program. There's a daily loss limit and, um, and then most of them offer a reset, or I think I haven't run across one that doesn't offer a reset. Um, and that's typically around, uh, $100. Um, and these programs, uh, I mean, essentially it's, it's a monthly subscription like this. You subscribe to trade a simulation account. And if you pass the metrics that are outlined, then you will trade the same size and, and style of account in a funded account. Okay, very cool. What are some examples uh, of, of funded programs? Just so people know what we're referring to specifically, you know, I can think of several have been around for a while, like uh, Top Step Trader, Earn to Trade is a quite a big one. Um, what are some of the other ones that you guys are aware of? Yeah, we've heard of uh, in our community there we've had people in Apex, uh, Lilu is one that I've heard of. Um, there's One Up Trader. Okay, um, so the so that gives trader, you Trader, Surge Trader. There's there's a lot more of them now than there used to be. Yeah, there's I'm a ton in Forex as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm noticing these are popping up quite a bit. Uh, very cool. Okay, so let's uh, let's go to the next piece. I'll talk a little bit about the prototypical trading uh, prop trading program. As a just a quick uh, note, in the live chat, I set up a poll. Please answer it. Let us know if you've participated in a, a funded trader program. We'd like to know. Um, I'd like for all of you to participate. Just hit yes or no. It's that simple, and it gives us an idea of how many people have participated in those programs. Um, the prototypical prop trading program, this comes from my own experience. I ran a prop shop from 2003 to about 2011, maybe 2012. And, uh, just a quick overview of it is that in a prop trading program, you're immediately, you're vetted pre trial. There's no trial. There's, uh, there's usually a lot to go through in order to get qualified. And uh, typically, you're, you're hired as a full-time employee because you're going to dedicate all of your time to trading that company's funds. Uh, also, the payouts in these uh, programs range from 50 to 80% on a profit split. In my own prop shop, a new trader would get a 50% split uh, after profits, so I would have to cover my share of their costs, a desk fee usually, and things like that. And then whatever's left over after fees and we charged, you know, all the costs were passed through. So if we had a Bloomberg, we paid a certain amount, they would just split the cost of that Bloomberg at cost, charts, commissions, clearing, all of that at cost. And I'm, I, I would negotiate very, very deep discounts on everything that we have because of the size of the group. Then we would split 50-80. The way I had uh, my payout structure was a progressive payout structure. So you'd start out at a 50% payout. And then as you earn more, it goes to 60-40, 70-30, and then 80-20 is the highest you can pay out because that's limited by the exchange. You can't trade as a member if you pay out more than 90, uh, 80%. So 
uh, the difference between my program that made traders stick around versus many, many others at the time, there aren't that many of them anymore, is that I didn't reset the payout structure to 50% at the end of the year. The equipment's provided, the office space is provided, the data services are provided, your charts, your trading platform, all of that is provided to you. It is a standard package. You can't bring in your own computer. We control and own all of that equipment. And then we charge you a desk fee to rent that equipment and that's charged to your trading account. And it's part of the money that you have to pay off in order for both you and I to take a cut. That's a typical prop trading program. Uh, and then in addition to that, if it's a good program, you have active supervision. There's usually a head trader who's also sharing into the company side of the, the uh, profit sharing. Uh, there's coaching, trader development. Uh, there's uh, you group off people on a desk. Uh, pretty cool car. Uh, you group off people on a in a desk, on a desk, and they become a bit of a squad with a head trader, and that really creates a, a tremendous amount of accountability, discussion, back and forth knowledge and education. As people improve, the whole desk tends to improve. That's what a true prop trading or traditional prop trading program looks like. So let's talk just briefly, three minutes, three to five minutes uh, to you and to Brian. Let's start with you, CT Jaguar here. What has been your experience with funded trader programs? How many have you done? How, what, what were your observations? Yeah, so I've done two programs. Uh, I first started seeking um, or pursuing a funded trader program in uh, around Q3 of 2019. Um, you know, I had some beginner's luck as a trader, you know, was able to quit my job and then I pursued trading full time and pretty much following that up, I lost money like 10 out of 12 months or 11 out of 12 subsequent months. So I got to a point where I was like, I need to really make a change. And, you know, from my athletic background, I kind of realized to reach your maximum potential, you need to get around, you know, other high level competitors, other players that have the similar goals that you have and, uh, you know, get around the best coaches that would help you to elevate to your potential. So I was kind of seeking getting into prop. Um, and I went on a couple of interviews and basically the feedback that I heard, these are from equities desk and the feedback that I heard was, uh, you know, sound like it could be a good fit, but we'd like to get some equities or options experience first. And I had just been trading uh, futures and crypto up until this point. So, there was a prop desk that I ran across that uh, they were a division or subdivision of a um, equities prop desk. Uh, so I thought, you know, maybe by participating in this program, I would get, you know, kind of the similar uh, similar advantages that, you know, I might receive in prop trading, um, kind of reach my, my goals that way. And uh, ultimately, when I uh, was funded, which took longer than you know what I expected. Uh, but then when I did become funded, uh, there really was not much interaction between the traders on the desk. In fact, there was no there wasn't a group for the traders or you know any interaction really amongst the traders at all. There wasn't a organized weekly meeting or you know really no individualized feedback on the desk or anything. So it was kind of uh, you know it was, it was much like what you would get as trading independently or trading in a, in just any of the funded trader programs. 
Uh, so I was not really successful in uh, in achieving what I was looking for in terms of prop. Um, ultimately, that desk eventually shut down in like summer of 2020 or something. So I was only on the desk a few months. Um, and yeah, so it, it, then I pursued another funded trader program um, and just ultimately gave up on that one before I even uh, before I even passed. So, uh, yeah, kind of up and down experience in terms of uh, the funded programs. Where you are, I'm assuming you were remote when you were doing this funded trader program. So you're alone in a room somewhere at home or whatever. So you had you experienced the same kind of isolation, accountability issues, kind of trading in a vacuum type of uh, issue that, you know, is a problem for most traders that we've come across, right? Yeah, for sure. I actually uh, joined Convergent shortly before I joined this or before I started to pursue this funded program. And you know, after getting on, uh, getting funded on the desk, um, I was kind of surprised to see that, you know, most of what I was seeking was much more available in our convergent community than it was on this desk that I thought would, uh, you know, kind of give me that prop experience. Got it. Okay. Uh, is there anything else, uh, CT Jaguar, before we go to Brian on experience? Uh, no, let's go over to Brian. Very cool. Brian, tell us uh, tell us a bit of your story. Sure. So my exposure to those was probably more from a retail approach. I was trying to learn how to trade and trying to get over the, the hurdles that everybody's trying to get over when, when you start trading. And I thought it would be much easier. I thought well, I was one of those people who could, quote unquote, trade other people's money better than I could trade my own, which so that kind of drew me to the uh, prop world but you know i got into trading very late in life so prop wasn't going to be an option for me because of their you know they're not looking to hire somebody who's that advanced in in age so um i was drawn towards the uh, funded trader programs and at the time they had they, there weren't very many of them there were only two or three really and they weren't uh some of them, there were a lot of questions at that time as to how legitimate they were because nobody actually knew a trader personally who had been funded. So the questions started to kind of swirl. Does anybody actually ever get funded or is this just a, you know, a thing to keep drawing out that $300 a month? Um, they have cleaned up a lot of that um, since those days. But uh, I took a shot at them. Uh, to see, you know, how does this work? And, you know, would I, would I function well in this? And, and you think you're going to, because, you know, what they're designed to do is remove a certain element of emotional pressure because it's not your money, right, that you're losing. The, 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 the thing it brings into play, though, is you can get fired immediately. And I started doing the math on how they're structured and it, it, it I, I fairly quickly came to the understanding that none of these firms, and I don't, I don't think this part has changed very much. There are certain people for whom I think these can work, um, but the, when you do the math, they're not doing anything for you that you can't do for yourself relatively easily with a little bit of discipline. They do impose upon you a fair amount of discipline. And it, to be honest, if you can't carry that kind of discipline anyway, then you're probably not ready to be a, a, a standalone trader or an independent trader. So you kind of have to ask yourself, what kind of trader are you? 
if you want to be working for somebody else, then maybe this is the kind of, of road that, that would work for you. But if you want to be an independent trader on your own, then, you know, you kind of need to have those disciplines anyway. So okay. I did the math. Like I said, I did the math and quickly found out that um, they don't work mathematically. Okay. I mean, the, the discipline issue is a big one for many people. Um, you know, uh, we'll talk a little bit later about the who these programs are for, but let's jump right into the differences between funded programs and prop desks. Um, the, the, the key difference, of course, is uh, prop trading programs do not take fees up front. I've never charged a trader for a computer or, you know, a, a trader gets charged what's called a draw in their trading account, which is the company's account. So it's money that I'm depositing or the firm's depositing and we're charging, charging that uh, account for fees. The trader does not reach into their pocket or swipe their credit card or whatever in order to participate in the program. They've been accepted as an employee. They're, they're not going to be made to pay for uh, doing their job. Direct investment by prop firm in employee, typically not seen in a funded program. I mean, if you're bringing someone on, you're going to uh, want to invest in them in terms of getting them the right kind of knowledge. You may have a performance coach or psychiatrist on on a retainer, you might have certain services, you might have someone come up from, say, the pit. I used to do that, come up, have someone come up from the pit and talk about what they're looking at. There's just a, a tremendous amount of um, effort to get you to profitability because the only way the firm recovers its costs, uh, its losses, and makes money is if the trader makes money because they're not collecting any fees up front. So this is a significant difference between what we, when we talk about prop versus funded. Prop, prop trading provides continuous trader development and growth, so we cover that. Qualifying for prop programs is very difficult. The, um, the, the, you know, the number of seats available, the turnover is, is relatively low compared to other, you know, ways of approaching the market and so on so it's very difficult to qualify whereas in a funded trader program if you meet the if you stay within the bands that they require then you're automatically um, supposed to be moving into a funded trader program so the, that's an advantage that the funded trader programs have over prop is that if you pay and you have an edge and you exercise that edge and you don't hit your limits you can get funded without having to really fight for that position. Okay. Did you impose a plan? Did were they directed what to trade or how to trade, or, or was that completely up to them? Uh, I have never told a trader when to buy or sell. I've always uh, we provide the background, so we go over market structure, price action, order flow. Later, I started introducing, you know, 2005 or so, I started introducing auction market theory and all that stuff. But how they click, what they click, it's their business. It's up to them to try different things and to find something that works for them. Some guys really love the thickness of a 10-year note uh, versus other guys who want to go trade, you know, Arbob or natural gas because it's just popping around. I never said what it is, but we do restrict limits we manage risk that's really the edge in a prop shop is managing risk and you don't 
just because you hit your daily loss limit, you don't get thrown out. You don't get, you know, thrown outside. You just have to meet certain criteria to come back and, and be live again. Uh, so there are many opportunities to really fall and get back up because at the end of the day, you're invested in them making money, right? Um, cool. Let's talk about the pros and cons of funding through programs. I'm going to ask you, uh, Landau, to, to go over this. Yeah, no problem. Um, so the, the advantages of a funded program is obviously there's low starting costs, less financial risk to the trader. Um, it's about as entry levels you could get into, uh, um, you know, trading without putting up a bunch of money. Uh, there's the skin in the game advantage that's touted. This is arguable. Um, in some instances, we'll talk about that more later. Uh, there's enforced risk management rules. So there are parameters that at least, you know, gets you started in realizing that you have to design some type of structured plan or a risk management plan to stay within these rules. Um, and some of them provide licenses to platforms and other journaling tools. So there could be some other advantages of having uh, your subscription there. Um, some disadvantages with the funded programs is, you know, it might take many trials to pass. Uh, it may take you far longer than, than what you suspect. Uh, profit sharing when you're funded. So if you were trading your own account, obviously you're keeping 100% of your profits. Um, you know, even 80-20 or 70-30 or 90-10, you know, it, it's, are you paying for something that they're providing you in terms of uh, education or resources, et cetera? Or is this essentially, a, you know, a tax to your trading, you know, because 20% tax would be significant. Um, lacking the ability to size up. So most of these programs, the way they're designed is the, uh, the funded, um, evaluation that you take, you're going to trade that same, uh, account parameters in a live account. And for many of them, if you want to size up, they ask you to, you know, pass another, uh, funded evaluation and trade multiple accounts or, you know, uh, go back into evaluation for one of their higher tiered options. So a lot of them are lacking a clearly outlined growth structure. Um, Whereas in prop, you know, they'd be trying to get you trading as much size as possible because it behooves the firm uh, to make more money. So there's also no coaching, structured education or a team environment. That's not the case for every single firm out there. There are some that have their own community. Uh, they have, you know, discussions amongst their traders. Some do provide education. This is something that you just want to check into from program to program if you're interested in looking at those. Um, in our research, we, we did a, a small sample size study and we're seeing that traders rarely remain funded beyond 90 days. So even the traders that do become funded, oftentimes, uh, they are not keeping those live accounts. And then you also have professional data fees on your live account, which are much more expensive than, uh, your retail fees. So, uh, going over to a self-funded account, the advantages there you have unlimited growth potential. If you want to add size, you can add size. Obviously, you know, you need to stay within, uh, you know, a, a, a low risk of ruin and manage risk there, but you could continue to, um, you know, grow your account as you see fit. There's no restrictive rules. Like, uh, there's consistency rules in a lot of these programs where 
you can't make more than 30% of your target in a single day. Um, you know, for somebody like me that likes to trade the news, uh, sometimes you have uh, significant chunks of your you know month's profits are just one day and the rest of the month you're chopping around. So that doesn't quite work as well in a funded program. Uh, news trading in general is sometimes outlawed in these programs uh, where if you trade too close to a news release, uh, if, if breaking news comes out, and you open a trade sometimes you will be uh you will uh lose the lose the valuation as a result of that um so for each of these programs you need to make sure that you're familiar with the rules an advantage in in a self-funded account is you could operate in any time frame so if you you know are predispositioned to be a swing trader um that's not going to work out in a in a funded program at least in most of the futures funded programs that we see um you know, you're, you're going to struggle to do that. Uh, you can adopt more polarized risk reward structures. So it kind of, this kind of plays into the time frame thing as well. Let's say you're, a, you win 20% of your trades, but you uh, get 10 to one, you go for 10 to one every trade. So over time, you should be profitable given enough sample sizes. I mean, you would be very profitable given enough sample sizes if that's the way your stats played out. But in a program like this, your uh, consecutive losers or, you know, just having a 20% win rate might really uh, cause you to struggle in a, in a funded program. Um, so some of the disadvantages for a self-funded account is you have a higher upfront financial risk. You know, if you're an unprofitable trader, you are, you know, risking money that you haven't proven an edge out in. Uh, you have to tie up your own capital. So, you know, it, it, sometimes it could be argued in terms of investments. You know, if I have to tie up $20,000 in X investment, it, you know, there's the opportunity cost of Y investment. So, you know, having your capital deployed into your trading account is tying up that capital. Um, you don't have enforced risk management rules. You have to make that yourself. And also the same criticism on no coaching, structured education or team environment. If you're just at home alone um, and you're not in some community, you're not out there seeking uh, interaction with other traders, you're going to be disadvantaged in that regard as well from a self-funded account. Okay. Uh, just, to, just to throw this in, I meant to say this a little bit earlier. Um, I want to state my personal opinion on funded programs, just to be clear. My personal opinion is that um, under certain circumstances, these programs make a lot of sense. Uh, attempting a high quality, and I emphasize a high quality program, uh, is probably helpful to some traders. We'll discuss when it makes sense uh, later. Those circumstances include the situation where the trader needs uh, tight parameters uh, to maintain discipline or is a nervous trading their own money. In other words, you're trading scared money. Uh, Brian alluded to that a little bit earlier in his experience. He wanted to kind of, he felt that he could trade uh, someone else's uh, funds a little bit better than his own. That's kind of a circumstance that makes sense. That nervousness can then, you know, if you're trading your own account, the self-funded, you know, having that nervousness can really screw up your execution. You'll start to look for double confirmation. You'll start to kind of get exhaustion, exhaustion just deciding, and you just start throwing stuff on. Uh, and in a way, the cost of a funded trader program becomes a sort of a stop loss, right? So I paid whatever. I don't know what funded programs cost. I think $100 to like $300 or whatever. That becomes a stop loss, right? I'm going to put down this money, being able to in a simulator. I'm going to meet these requirements. 
And if I don't, that's the money I lose versus uh, a, a funded account, self-funded account. You can continue to realize a loss by trading live on and on and on and on. And the only alternative is to move to a simulator and not do that in a self-funded account. But then most people feel like they're not making any progress in a simulator. So I just wanted to state that I'm, it's not like I'm against uh, funded programs. I just wanted to make that clear. Uh, okay, great. So let's take a look at common issues, pitfalls to watch out for. Feel free to pitch in, Brian, whenever you feel like you can um, add to or maybe even uh, disagree with some of uh, Landau's um, opinions. Uh, that would be welcome as well. Uh, Landau, do you want to go over this one as well? Yeah. Um, and uh, as I'm walking through this slide, I'll kind of keep an eye out for your questions. So if I am struggling to explain anything, just add your question in here in the live chat and I'll try to get to that as well. So one of the primary issues or the biggest thing that, you know, we really see time and time again is the, the trailing drawdown thing. Um, you know, there's two ways that the trailing drawdown really works in most cases is they have a uh, an, an end of day trailing drawdown or an unrealized like intra-trade trailing drawdown. And to explain this, so let's say, uh, you know, let's say I'm taking a trade where, um, let's just say I'm going for that 10 to one example I made up earlier. And so I've risked a hundred dollars, I'm going for a thousand. And then on it's on the trades progression, we get to, I'm a 900 in profit of unrealized gains. And I have a, a, a trailing stop, a trailing stop or something, you know, on that runner there. And we just, we move back against me. And then now I'm at, uh, I end at 500 you know, of, of my, uh, so I profited $500 in the trade. It saw 900 of unrealized gains. I was going for a thousand. I had failed to hit that thousand. So in a self-funded account, in a prop account, everybody would be, you know, okay, I made this $500. I was going for my 10 to one. This was my plan to go for 10 to one. So I'm happy with that trade. In some of these funded programs, the $400 of unrealized gains that you fell backward would now be added to your trailing drawdown. So thus having a good trade that you didn't take full advantage of, or you didn't, you know, didn't exit perfectly on is going to negatively contribute to your trailing drawdown. And so wow. this is a, yeah, that's a big yeah. problem when <laughs> it's, cow. you know, I'm, I'm trading well. I only and, see one purpose for that drawdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so uh, the ones that do a unrealized gain trailing drawdown or a, a intra-trade trailing drawdown, you know, you want to make sure there's not any, uh, you know, the verbiage attached to that could be different. You want to make sure that you're not in a program that's doing that because essentially if you're going for high risk reward trades, um, I mean, or high reward to risk trades, I guess I should say high R factor trades, um, you, you might be hurting your progress by, you know, having too much unrealized gains. Uh, so that's a big one. If you guys have any questions on that, we'll circle back to that one. But the next thing is the account size and buying power. So when it says a 25K well, account, uh, before, you, right, before, you, before you move on to that, even on account trailing drawdown, I think it's important to point out if you're drawing, it, it, you, you've started with X amount of dollars, you've been profitable, and now your drawdown is based on that profitability. So really, when you're drawing down, you're drawing down your own money. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty tough. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't you, know that I can pass one of these programs. To be if honest you with pull you. out all your profit, you have virtually no trailing drawdown buffer. The only time you build yeah. a buffer is when you're drawing down your own money. Right. Okay. So if you take any money, that's considered that money's deducted from your overall room that you still have to that yes. trailing drawdown. Correct. Wow. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, uh, let's uh, move on. Uh, I have to leave in about seven minutes. Um, I want to make sure we get to some significant portions of this still. Yeah, let's just uh, speed through this. Um, so yeah, the account size and buying power is arbitrary. You know, a, a $50,000 account or a $100,000 account it's not a hundred thousand dollars. It's, it's, you know, they're saying that it's the buying power. Um, but it's not the capital that's put up for you to risk. If you get funded and you are trading a live account, your real account size is your max drawdown, you know, and that shrinks as you, as your drawdown trails. So that's your account size. Essentially, you're not going to be able to risk any more than that. So the, $100,000 or $200,000 is completely arbitrary. And that number is really there to get you excited for the most part. Um, sometimes it's, we- It's oh, margin, ahead, correct? It's just margin. Yes. And it's not even exact margin. It's, you know- It's whatever it, they can get away with in margin, right? And whatever stop parameters they have attached to you. I mean, that's how, you know, they call it a $50,000 account, but um, you could do the same. And this is where the math didn't work for me. You could do the same thing on your own with relatively little money, you could trade the same amount of contracts that they're boasting a $50,000 account on with a relatively small account. Yes. And this is not considering micros. With micros, you know, it's a completely different game. Yeah, and, and they're offering you more, uh, more margin than you need relative to the account's drawdown size. So if you have a $1,500 max drawdown, and they give you three ES minis to trade, you know, you could draw that down in two, three trades. I mean, you could draw that down in one trade. So, you know, they, they're giving you plenty of size to work with. So, you know, whatever contract size that is available, you're not gonna wanna utilize that full size um, in attempt to uh, consistently pass these programs. Um, the other thing to watch out for is larger account sizes sometimes have a tighter relative drawdown. So let's say you have a $1,500 profit target on your 25K account. Um, and to, to exemplify this, I'll just move back to this slide because it's easier to, oh crap, actually that's a little too far back. Never mind on that. Um, but you could have a $1,500 profit target or a in a $1,500 trailing drawdown. And sometimes they give you a, on your next account up, the $50,000 account, there will be a $3,000 profit target, but only a $2,500 trailing drawdown. So although the account size doubled, the available margin to you doubled, um, your risk is actually tighter relative to that, to everything else about that account. So, you know, and you're paying more in your monthly subscription to try to trade that, that account. So that's kind of a tricky one too, where they get you with the arbitrary account sizes. Um, potentially tricky rules. We cover that in the advantages and disadvantages uh, section, um, but you're just you're definitely going to want to be very conscientious of the rules of these programs and check into the, the the fine details, read the FAQs and everything before you 
start one. Another thing is commissions. So they have uh, some programs, if you're trading micro, micro contracts, by default, they will give you uh, just a default commission rate. And it's not reflective of the commissions you get from a broker or live trading commissions. So I've seen programs where the commissions on micros by default are, you know, four or $5 per round turn, or, you know, like two, two and a half bucks or two, $2.22 for uh, each side on these trades. And you need, you have to email the, uh, or, you know, contact the program and ask specifically for live commissions. Um, so if you're a very active trader, even if you're not that active of a trader, uh, you know, having significantly higher commissions um, by default can really weigh into your profitability as well. And so I'm not sure what the logic is on that. If that's, you know, uh, I don't want to bash any program. If there's some, you know, rule by the exchange or something that they can't have live commissions uh, initially, but um, that's just an interesting little quirk as well, where you have to request live commissions sometimes. Uh, and then the last thing, and which is a big portion of this is, there's no real clear path of progression. So if you're given an account size that you're gonna to have to continue to trade that account size forever, are you going to reach your trading goals? Are you gonna reach the goals that you got into trading for? Are you gonna earn a living long-term given this account size? Will you need to pass another program in the future to trade a bigger account to earn the living you're trying to earn? Um, and then also, as Brian mentioned, you know, your, uh, your payouts are part of your uh, trailing stops or your trailing drawdown. So essentially at, at some point you're trading your own account, you're trading your self-funded account. Exactly. Anyways. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a very interesting take. Okay, uh, let's move on to the next slide. Now, there are some things you can do to, whether you're going for a funded program or especially if you're self-funded, some of the things you can do are cut. We spend a lot of time and effort at Convergent to cover as a result of this push to help as many traders as possible. Convergent Trading is offering this $50 off a quarterly membership. Use code FUNDED at, uh, at checkout. Uh, you can find, you can go to Convergent Trading by going to convergenttrading.com and click on join. And uh, this is for a quarterly membership. The things that matter here are the accountability program, the trade right program, and by the way, all of it's included, the market statistics, the chat room. The, the goal is to give you a structure, whether you're into funding or you're self-funded, to give you the structure to pull you as close to what we would experience in a prop trading environment as possible. Continuous development and things like that, some of the things I talked about earlier. So we want to create this opportunity for folks to try Convergent out. And in order to get the maximum out of it, really, you should be going through the Trade Right program, which requires a month or two to get through. So it doesn't make sense to do a month or two do trials. We don't do trials. Um, and this is for new and returning members only. If you're an existing member, of course, you're already in, in, in the program. Uh, okay, cool. Let's uh, move on here. And I'm going to drop off right here. This is my stop. Um, and I'm going to leave you all in good, hand with, in good hands here with Brian and uh, CT Jaguar Landau. 
please ask your questions related to funded programs or anything that these gentlemen have shared with you today. Ask your questions and then they'll be pulled into the screen here and answered by either or both. So I'm gonna drop off and uh, wish you the best of luck. Don't forget to take advantage of the current deal at Convergent Trading. We'd love to have you as part of our community and we continue to build. Uh, good luck to everyone and I'll catch you soon. Take care. Thanks, Jeff. All right, have so, a good one, Warren. Landau, uh, who are fund? Who do you think, in your opinion, who are funded trader programs best for, or do you think they're they're suited for anybody? Yeah, I think that they're best for traders that have limited to no starting capital. Um, so obviously, it's a it's a low cost way to get involved. Traders who operate in relatively low time frames. So if you are a swing trader or even a longer time frame intraday trader where you're holding trades for hours at a time, uh, traders who have longer hold times are going to run into that uh, unrealized gains issue that uh, we spoke about before. Um, and these programs are primarily designed for, for traders that are operating in relatively low time frames. Um, traders who have already proven out an edge in that time frame. So I think if you don't have some, uh, you know, some plan that you're operating with, you don't have some strategy or edge that you're operating with. I don't know why, you know, just spend the time on SIM, you know, have as, as extremely low cost of a, of a setup as possible. And, um, you know, maybe just purchase data, and then work on developing that edge before you even get involved in a program. Um, another thing is traders who can su successfully adhere to their own rules. You know, so like we mentioned before, these programs are going to offer you more uh, more contracts than you need. You know, relative to the drawdown size, they're they're going to allow you to make risk mistakes, and you know you're going to need to you know if your daily loss limit with the program is $500. And then you decide, okay, well, I only want to risk $250 per day because, you know, this is my rules or strategy. You're going to have to be able to operate within that. You're going to, you're going to need to be able to successfully adhere to that. Um, and then the last thing is traders that have an accountability system. And uh, we'll probably address that a little bit more uh, later on, but you're, you want to uh you know have a system with self self accountability uh communal accountability maybe accountability partner um you know traders that have all of these uh all these things built out in their trading already are going to have a much better chance of success at these programs what do you think brian i think a lot of what you said is true <clears throat> i think before you i think there are certain situations where a funded trader program could help somebody there could be a situation where you're offshore and you can't get access to the markets. That might be one where the only access you have to futures trading is through a funded account. Um, and I also think this could be right for somebody who doesn't have any funding at all, but really wants to be a trader. But I would just caution them before they go down this road, have a complete plan laid out in front of you that that, you know, you're getting into this funded trading program, not because you see this as a way to make a living going forward, but as a stepping stone to get yourself to where you want to be. And yes. I think if you put the right parameters and right expectations around it, it can be a useful tool. 
but I think so many people jump into it for the wrong reasons. They, because they see, oh, I don't have to trade my own money. And that emotional barrier is somewhat lifted from them, at least temporarily. And I, I think if you're having those kinds of issues, it's very important to face those head on and deal with those head on. Don't look for a shortcut to get around them because they're not going anywhere. They're still going to be there and they're still going to show up. This is trading. They will definitely show up. Um, so I think as long as you've got the right expectations and the right plan in place, they can be they can be useful for a trader. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Who, who do you think they're not suited for? Um, I would say traders that the program is probably not the best for would be um, well capitalized traders who are seeking that skin in the game. I think that could be that one could be debated and maybe you might disagree with me. Um, I think that's an arguable fallacy because let's say that I am a well-capitalized trader and to go way back to my 20% win rate example that you get 10 to one, uh, you know, maybe I could make that work and that's my trading style, or maybe I'm a swing trader and that could work for me. And that's my trading style. And if I decide that I want to get into uh, one of these programs, um, you know, as a means of, you know, getting some skin in the game, uh, trading, you know, with some some risk, but uh, but not really, you know, not really substantial risk uh, to me. There's a time and a place for that. But I think as you progress, you know, the, the question that you have to ask yourself is when would I then decide to deploy my own capital? So if I had 15 or $20,000 available to me, um, when would I decide, you know, is it that I now passed the program? So now I proved that I could do it and therefore I would deploy my own capital. Have I had some success now being funded in a funded trader program? And then now I'm going to go to deploying my own capital. Um, you know, I think you just got to ask and be familiar with what your own goals are. And, you know, you might be pigeonholing yourself, uh, if you think that, you know, because you're over leveraging, over risking now that, you know, that your best route is to do a funded program or whatever, you know, what do you, what do you think about that, Brian? Well, I think it's important to keep in mind that you are not going to be allowed to leverage a lot of money, no matter what, unless it's your money, unless you've already made it through this program. And now you're leaning on your own profits per se, which is the same as, you know, risking your own money. You know, if they open up a hundred thousand dollar account for you, um, you're not actually you don't actually have access to a hundred thousand dollars, which is what you know we've already gone over. Mm -hmm. So, I, I'm not sure. I'm just I'm not sure the the math side of it doesn't work for me. Yeah, 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 and I, I think um, you know the, the the other things to point to is as far as who they're not for. I also think if you don't have a plan, a process or demonstrated an edge, um, you might be spinning your wheels with with a, with a funded trader program because um, of the, the difficulty around the program, the parameters around the program. It might actually. I don't want to say that it would uh, slow your success or, or hinder your success, but you would then be searching for edges or strategies that can be successful within the parameters of the program, which doesn't encompass all of the successful uh, trading strategies out there, if that makes sense. Yeah. And if, if you don't have those disciplines developed yet, 
I, I suggest this to people. Take that initial $350 and send it to your broker and set up those very tight, very specific parameters for yourself. Daily drawdowns, whatever, whatever they are, not trading around news or a certain amount of contracts at any given point in time, whatever those, all the risk parameters that would be put in place for you by a funded trading account, put those in place for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trade a simulated account. And the moment you break those risks, you have just failed. You have to hit your own reset button and send another hundred dollars to your broker to put into your account. And when you can clear these hurdles on your own without having to hit your own reset, you're ready to trade your own money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you mean setting up a, a simulation account with your broker and right. and trading that under a rule set that you've designed for yourself. And basically, this is a test of your discipline, strategy, plan, et cetera. Which is what you're paying them to do, right? You're paying yeah. them to put those parameters in place for you. Instead of paying them, pay yourself. Yeah, which I, I actually love that idea because, you know, uh, when, when I when I pursued a, a funded program, I thought given, you know, what I thought my win rate and my risk reward, I thought I would get it done in two, three months. And, you know, I had spent five months on the program. There was another after I got funded or after I passed, it was another month until I was funded. And then I was three months on the live desk where uh, essentially, I mean, pretty much broke even. I, I made like 200 and something bucks. So before before eventually closed. So if I just took the, you know, amount that I was paying for that six months prior and just deposited that into an account with a broker and then traded SIM that whole time, I, I would have been in a similar situation as far as I would have saved money over that course of time and then actually had mm -hmm. trading capital where I could have put on three micro contracts or whatever. And, you know, and then I could have been in a relatively similar situation with my own money. Right. And so there's a couple other things that does for you. You don't have to, I have, I had always, and maybe it's changed now, but I always found that the platform, you had to use a specific platform for the funded trader account and those fees and the, um, and the trading fees were always much higher than, than you needed to pay, you know, that you, then you can do on your own. Mm -hmm. So you're going to save money there. And you now have the opportunity to put parameters in place, discipline parameters in place that actually work for your style of trading, because not all of the discipline parameters that they put in place may work for you. As long as you, whatever those parameters are that you put in place for yourself, as long as you adhere to them, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So you have that, you, you also gain that, that little bit of flexibility. Yeah. We have some, some people in the chat, um, Justin saying, uh, you need these rules regardless. He's saying, I, I bet most most retail lose triple or more of what these accounts cost. And that is that's 100 percent correct. Uh, you need these rules regardless. And so you need the ability you, to follow these rules, too. Yes. That's, yes. That's key. Yes. So it's it's designing the trading plan, designing your process and then having the discipline to follow that process, um, which we'll, we'll touch on here. Uh, here in a moment as well um or you can uh you can go ahead and uh start this next question off what is your likelihood of success well i think this goes back to a question i love to ask everybody all the time and that is what you know do you have a plan what kind of trader are you 
Um, and if you, you know, if, if you can, if you have a plan and you can answer that question and you want to use this funded trader program for a specific person or for a specific purpose, rather, I think mm -hmm. you have a much higher likelihood of success. If you're going out there trying to develop uh, disciplines, I, I, I think you're not, well, you have to define success, I guess, but I, I think you're going to be a repeat customer. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, I think your likelihood of success is honestly probably lower than, you know, there's a lot of stats thrown out there of, you know, the, the average percentage of retail traders that fail or, you know, most most traders fail after X amount of time. Whatever stat you believe, you know, I, I don't know where this data is collected at. So you know, I can't speak to the exact nature of, of uh, how often traders typically fail, but we hear that that's a high number. And I would imagine in funded trader programs, it's a higher number than the retail, the, the average retail traders that are failing because of the um, strict parameter, the trailing drawdown, the strict parameters of the programs, et cetera. Um, you don't have all the options available to you that you would trading independently. Um, so I'd imagine the probability of success in these programs is probably a little bit lower than it would be even uh, even retail trading on your own. Would you agree with that, Brian? Yes, and especially if you consider how you define success. I mean, you know, how many times do you have to hit the reset button before we say you're not being successful, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, when you take that into account, I, I, I would agree. And I, and I believe that number for traders is very high, but I, I believe it's very high because retail traders don't, start down the right road in the right way that, you know, yeah, start the down the road process. with the anticipation of making money. And this becomes all about making as much money as I can, as fast as I can. And, uh, you know, it's not about sitting at a table in Vegas. It's, it's completely different than what most people think it is when they first get into it. And I think that's why the failure rate is so high. Yeah. We're able to take a step back and understand how to build the right tools to be successful. I think, almost everybody who does that can be successful. So, yeah. And, and also it's the, uh, what's your expectation on the length of time, you know, because we did a, we did a small poll, so it's a small sample size, but from what we're seeing is traders are typically taking six to 12 months to get funded. And then they're also typically staying funded less than 90 days. So, you know, it, it kind of begs the question, is it, is it taking six to 12 months, but there's several resets in there? And then when you get to a live account where you don't have resets, that's why they're typically not making it past the 90 days. And, um, you know, when I first pursued a, a funded program, I, I didn't think it would take me uh, close to six months. I thought it'd be three months, you know. So my time was doubled. Uh, are you prepared to take six months, nine months, 12 months just to get funded. And then how many resets did you need to take in that duration of time? Because if you're utilizing those resets, you might be instilling some bad habits that uh, ultimately are not going to work when you go live. You know, you really shouldn't be resetting um, because you're not going to be able to utilize that live. Yeah, very true. Let's jump to, uh, let's jump here to how to improve 
your odds of getting funded. Uh, so I'll quickly run through um, the bullets here, and then I'll get Brian's feedback on this as well. So uh, first thing is uh, accountability. So we talked a little bit before about accountability. Um, you know, there's there's three areas of accountability that I think you're going to need. It is self-accountability. So do I have a system for holding myself accountable? You know, so on top of the discipline that I need to execute day to day, am I reviewing myself day to day? Am I actually holding myself to the fire when it comes to my improvement as a trader? And then there's community accountability. So, you know, am I getting in there and discussing things with other traders? Am I finding my weak spots um, and using a community to address that? And then there's accountability partners and groups. So people who yeah. you're going to get intimately familiar with in terms of their trading, your trading, you guys are going to share, um, you know, not holding back, you know, and, and Brian in, in our community is actually a perfect example of somebody who has highly leveraged the use of accountability. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to put words in Brian's mouth, but I think, uh, his accountability practices have been tremendously helpful to his trading overall. Um, do you want to kind of touch on your thoughts on group accountability and, and how that affects your trading overall? Sure. We have as humans, you know, we're not really built to wired to be traders and we have a, a very, very strong ability to rationalize everything that's going on, be it good or bad. And we, we do that behind the scenes, um, and it really disrupts what we believe is accountability. And when you put yourself in a situation where other people, where you've laid something out, my approach to accountability, for instance, I had a, we had a small room, which, um, was tremendously helpful for me. And the way we, the way I used it and the way I find it, found it to be successful is you lay your, you know, this is what's going wrong for me. This is how I want to fix it. This is what I'm going to do going forward. And you expect those partners to then call you out when you don't want to adhere to what you just put out there. Um, they don't necessarily tell you what's right or wrong for you, but they hold you accountable to what you just said your improvements need to be. And mm -hmm. without that outside influence, we can often make up reasons and excuses as to why we didn't do what we wanted to do starting out this month or this week or whatever. Um, but when you've got other people around you holding you accountable, it becomes very real. It becomes very useful at that point, too. Yep. Yep. Um, move on here. The uh, next thing is a well thought out, structured and plan, plan and process. So, you know, what what do we mean when we're saying a structured process? Um, you know, the way that I would define that is, you know, how do I actually approach my job, my trading job, like a professional? How do I approach this with professionalism and to a level in which I would approach being a neurosurgeon, being a lawyer, being a professional athlete? Um, there's big consequences. You know, fortunately, I guess, you know, neurosurgeons, their consequences could result in their patient dying. Right. Fortunately for us, we don't have that big of a risk, but Financial risks will certainly play with your head and, and certainly uh, uh, put you on edge, you know, and, and be stressful. So how do we develop a routine that really supports us most in uh, treating this professionally? Um, 
you know, it's also your inputs for success. So that's, that's what I was just kind of alluding to is, you know, am I meditating? Am I, uh, nutritionally, uh, you know, doing what I need to do? Do I have just a plan for, I'm not saying that you have to meditate. I'm not saying you have to eat a certain thing. I'm saying, do you have a process and plan for how you're going to approach those type of things? Um, and then knowing your strengths and weaknesses and putting yourself strategically in a position to capitalize or mitigate respectively those strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, that's what I think a, a process is, is, is my routine, the steps I go through each and every day, why those steps are useful to my trading, knowing why I'm doing what I'm doing and, you know, then integrating the, you know, your trading plan on, on top of that. So having a trading plan, um, you know, there's, there's two elements of that is you have your trading business plan. So, you know, your, your structure approach to how you're going to, uh, you know, I guess this would be like the management of your funds and, and that type of stuff. Then you have your trading um, execution plan. So your setups, how you intend to execute your trade management schemes, et cetera. Um, you know, regardless if you're trading in a funded program or if you're trading as a, uh, you know, independent retail trader, you want to have these things mapped out if you want to have consistent and long-term success. And, uh, you know, one of the benefits or maybe advantages you could see in a funded program is that if your takeaway from doing one of these programs is developing that plan and process, you can keep that forever. You know, you can now have a process that you could continue to iterate and work on, but something that, you know, is a foundation of growth for your trading. Uh, you know, Brian mentioned before, you know, it could be a good starting point. These programs could be a good starting point for people. And if that's what you utilize it for is develop this process and trading plan, that could be a, a, a pretty advantageous thing. You have any thoughts on that, Brian? Yeah, I think, well, you know, everything you laid out is part of the process that we go through and you know a well thought out structure we've touched on this right have a plan before you go into this know why you're going into it know what your expect expectations are um that's all very important it's also i think important to, to point out that trading is different than almost everything else you're going to do in life if you want to be an engineer you say oh i want to be an engineer so i'm going to go to school i'm going to go to this school for engineering this is what i'm going to learn i'm going to go get a job i'm going to be an engineer you know yeah. whatever your career path goal in life is normally we can see a path to that outcome trading is a little bit different in that wow i really like that you know i read this i, I really like you know the success people are having or you'll see somebody who's a success I, I want that lifestyle i want to be free to come and go as i please and that's all well and good and it's it, there are no bad reasons for wanting to get into trading i don't think but the problem is you, there's no clear-cut path of, oh, I'm going to do this, then this, then this, then this to be a successful trader. And you almost don't know what you have to do until you start doing it and finding out what you shouldn't do and then find out what you should do. And, I, you know, it's very important to get around people who, if you can, at, you know, very important to get around people who are doing it, who have made the turn and who are doing it and can point out things to you um, that you're not going to see on your own. But, yeah, the well-thought-out structured plan process is paramount for any part of trading, including um, if you want to use a funded trader approach. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let's shoot through these last three items here. The other things that you're going to need to do to improve your odds of getting funded is having a strategic risk management plan. So 
you know, we've talked a lot about that trailing drawdown. We've talked about the unrealized gains. I think you should avoid programs that, you know, are, are doing an unrealized gains calculation to your, your trailing drawdown. Um, but even within that, you still have your end of day trailing drawdown that uh, is going to continue to creep up on you. So you're going to want to, uh, you know, have a, a risk management plan that accounts for those things. You want to keep your size much lower than uh, what's offered to you because you're, you have a high risk of ruin. If you're operating that way, if you're doing resets all the time, it's like we mentioned before, you're going to really struggle when you get into a actual funded account once you pass because you're not going to be allowed to have that reset. So you need to get used to applying a size that makes sense relative to uh, your drawdown amount. I saw in in this in the chat section, some people were outlining some numbers that they would use uh, trading one micro per five hundred thousand um, dollars. That's not a bad plan. I you know it, it's it's going to depend trader traders could depend on your risk reward. Um, something that I would trader you are find yes, out what yeah. kind of trader you are. None of this can be built until you kind of discover what kind of trader are you a swing trader are you a scalper are you somewhere in between you know. Yes, one hundred percent. Start building those parameters around that, and adhere to them. Yep, one hundred percent. You know, the next big thing is strengthening your mental game, and uh, you know, I'll link a I'll link a video here in a, a you know in a card up here to our webinar with Jared Temler. But you're going to want to focus on being able to execute your trade plan. You know, being able to have that discipline that we've been talking about throughout this. If you can't do it in a funded trader program, uh, you won't you won't pass, you know, being undisciplined. You might get lucky on a reset if you, you know, but you're not going to maintain a consistency without having the ability to approach your plan with discipline and have a strong mental game. So that's going to be paramount regardless of who you are, or what level progression you're at in your trading. And the last thing for these these programs specifically is. I believe, and Brian might, may think differently, but I believe that you should only take your A plus setups. So, the way that I would approach these, for the most part, is you know I mentioned before, primarily you're going to operate in a relatively low time frame. I would be taking the setups where the context of the higher time frame is in line with this low time frame. So, let's say for example, I'm going to trade my setup is an opening swing breakout. Uh, most breakout traders, if you've been trading breakouts for a while, you know that if you go around indiscriminately just buying or selling every time we cross a high and a low, you're going to lose a lot of money. So you're now, a, you're now a fish chasing a lure. Yeah, exactly. And so you, uh, you're going to have to, you know, develop these contextual situations that make sense for, uh, you know, trading that type of setup. So if I had an opening swing breakout, maybe I only want to trade that when we're in a gap and go a potential gap and go situation right and, and you might say oh well half the time we don't have a gap and go we have a gap and then move the other direction and yeah so then i wouldn't trade an opening swing breakout i like i'm not saying that this is the specific trade that you should be trading i'm just saying you know for example you want to be that specific with what really comprises your a plus setups are they in line with the higher time frame and you know is, is this something where uh you know, am I just improving my win rate a little bit by having these contextual modifiers that improve my trade? Uh, Brian, what do you think about that? So 
And again, and I and I hate to sound like a broken record, and I hate to sound like this is the only thing I say, but it, I think it really depends on what kind of trader you are. Um, you know, I trade a little bit differently. I, I develop levels when I I do homework. I develop levels. I lean on those levels a lot, um, mm -hmm. and I will try to do everything I can to trade those levels whenever I get an opportunity to trade those levels. So I don't really have. I think there are certain contextual situations that make trading a level more advantageous for me on a given day, right? Mm -hmm. um, like this trade that I'm not in right now in the RTY from 44s that I called out four hours before the market opened, but that's okay. It's only one trade. Okay. Um, so, you know, I think people look at take only A plus setups a little bit differently than I do perhaps, but I think you should really... You know, and this is a, this is a bit of an intangible thing. It comes to you. It, it just will come to you. It's not something you actively think about in the moment, watching the ticks roll by that you are or this is or is not. It other trades will come to you, but yes, there will be better setups that work better for you most of the time than others. Those others are going to be better for you on certain days and certain conditions that you might not even be able to put your finger on, but it'll come to you. So yes. I agree with what the, the I agree with the premise. Stick to work to a very small set of tools that you feel through data analysis will and through fitting your personality and style will work best for you. And mm -hmm. stick to those until you really get comfortable in that seat. And then you'll learn just through organic natural progression how to expand on those. And with respect to the mental game, you know, I heard a pro golfer say once 85% of the game is between your ears. And I think that percentage is at least that high, if not higher for trade. I can teach anybody how to trade, how to mechanically trade the markets um, based on, you know, charts and patterns and levels or whatever. It doesn't matter. All, almost everybody you're going to encounter is intelligent enough to trade. Whether or not you have what it takes whether or not you can develop emotionally to the point where you're going to be a successful trader is a completely different question. That is yeah. probably, in my opinion, that is the most important part of this business. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, you know, I, I should probably, for you guys that are taking notes, you know, maybe on your how to improve your odds of getting funded section, add another bullet point of, um, stop the trade hunting you know do not do the trade hunting you know because when i'm saying take only a plus setups you need to be able to clearly articulate what it is that you're doing when you're engaging in the market um you know brian just mentioned a trade that he outlined before the open you know and and you know obviously if we weren't on the webinar he might have been stalking it right now but what brian's not going to do is as a result of missing this trade he's not going to go out hunting for the next trade or no. working hard over. trying hard <laughs> yeah when you're trying too hard in the midst of a session and you're hunting for the next trade you just took a loss or you missed a trade or whatever that's really where you're to find yourself getting in those you know b and c you know f setups that you really have no place uh i mean especially in a funded program but might not have no place in yeah. trading at all just a little bit off topic, but yes, FOMO will eat you alive. That's part of your emotional development progression. Um, you've got to you've got to just stay out of that stuff, and especially when you're beginning, stick to those that finite set of stuff that will work for you 
and don't worry about the rest. You just have to let it go. Just look yeah. for what you need to do. 100%. Okay, guys, so we'll take some questions here. We're going we're gonna to wrap this up really briefly, so we'll try to rapid fire some questions. So if you guys have anything, throw it in the box here. I'm going to, uh, uh, as a broad statement, guys, anybody who's asked about specific programs, we're not going to make mention of any particular programs or you know we don't have thoughts on them as individuals or anything um this is just kind of an overview for you the trader um and there's a lot of a lot of relations that people made between prop and the, the debate on uh uh buying power margin etc i think we've covered that quite well uh brian have you seen anything in here that we haven't addressed uh i don't think so i think i've seen mostly comments and stuff that we've mentioned but if there's yeah. anything we haven't seen just throw it in there yeah i saw somebody write that the chat didn't have enough characters for your question um if you guys have a longer form question after this video post just leave it in a comment and you know i look at the comments on these videos i'll, I'll address your question uh here in the next couple of days or so if you have anything long form um since and if, I'm you're, not, and if you're in i just want to say if you're in convergent we're in here you can always ping us with anything you've got um any day and we always get back to anybody who asks a question yep for sure um just to uh reiterate on our uh offer here we are doing 50 dollars off of a quarterly membership use the code funded at checkout if you guys need to uh you know, if you guys are looking to improve your trading, if you need to build in that structured accountability, um, you know, as I mentioned in my own journey, I found more of that at Convergent than I found with any of these programs uh, before. So, you know, definitely I uh, cannot really recommend enough. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased here, but cannot really recommend enough um, that you guys take advantage of, of uh, joining a community. So there is one in here. Landau, that's a little bit off the, it's not really related to the funded trader, but um, RHS said, I find it, I find it hard to overcome commissions and fees trading micros. I realized if I only took one or two trades a day, the fees would be minimal. I haven't been able to do that. So what I would say to that RHS is just like you might use a funded trader account as a step toward in your progression towards where you want to be. You use micros, in my opinion, for the same purpose. Um, you use it to make sure that, uh, well, that your your strategy works, certainly, but that you're emotionally, you know, if you can step up to four, eight, 12 mi micros and trade those flawlessly without any emotional impact, then you might be ready to go to the minis. They're, they're, it's another, they are another tool where you get to experience the, the pull of trading live real money because that is going to have an impact on you emotionally but you do it at 10 times less the cost of of if you're going to be impacted emotionally when you trade live money you want to find out in micros not in minis so it yeah. does have a purpose i know they're more expensive to trade um on a commission basis but they do definitely serve a very vital purpose in that regard if you use them correctly yep uh, and we're going to wrap it there, guys. Anything else, uh, just leave a comment and um, we'll get back to you. 
If you need anything from conversion, you can always email us at support at convergentrading.com. Hope that you guys have enjoyed the webinar today and uh, we will talk to you again soon. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Lando.